friends, and welcome to Bottled Up, a wine podcast of sorts. It's our bonus, 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 bonus episode number nine. Bonus um, nine. That's a song I just made up. I'm Jen Waring. I'm here topper. with <laughs> Sean Linehan. Hey. He's so blown away by my song, he can barely speak. I, I can't. Um, oh, so good. Majestic. Bonus, bonus, bonus. Episode nine. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I've kind of already forgot how it went it's been three seconds <laughs> i have the fucking mind span of a goldfish today um i was just bad mouth in my bird's brain span but look at this what a jerk anyway it's a glorious day here in astoria and Beautiful we are spring day. so excited to answer some listener questions with this bonus Woo! we're so stoked uh we like questions because yeah, you know fun times I mean, and, we ask each other questions. Yeah, but... I mean, it kind of validates us. A little, yeah, that <laughs> a little too. Bit. <laughs> or at least um, me. That's how I feel validated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, plus we're helpful. Yes. We're like a we're like a, a an oasis of knowledge in a <laughs> empty desert. In a, in a desert of misknowledge. Yes, yes. Yes. That's that's uh, or otherwise called America, <laughs> specifically <laughs> Florida. Um, yeah. Poor Florida. Um, but yeah, we're both, we've both poured ourselves a nice glass. What are you drinking, Sean? Yeah, uh, I've got a lovely uh, red Tinto, which is a Portuguese red wine. It's uh, from the Douro Valley up uh, north of Portugal. It's a nice, dry, very kind of bitter and uh, herbal wine. I'm I'm digging oh. it. It's, it's called a, Altano. I, plus the word Tinto is awfully tinto. fun to say. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, I am also, we didn't plan this, listeners. This wasn't planned. I am also drinking a Portuguese wine. What? What? Uh, but it is a white. I am having a Casal Garcia Vino Verde. Uh, very Lovely. young, very refreshing. In fact, it says it on the bottle, young and refreshing. <laughs> uh, like me. No, but I've, uh, I am neither of those things. But I have uh, added a little seltzer and a little Saint-Germain because it felt like a good spring Beautiful. day to turn it into a spritz. Yeah, that's a, gr what a great wine cocktail day. You and might... what? Oh, it looks my, pretty too. Look my at that. Ice cubes tinkling. Nice. Vino Verde is just such a great wine to crack open for a little bit of day drinking on a it's, beautiful sunny yeah. day. It's so it's so ridiculously easy to drink. Yeah, it's and that's low coming from not a delicious. not a huge white lover. That's true. You're not you're so, not the biggest fan, but we've found some things that you've enjoyed yeah. in our little no, I don't hate wine journey them, here. But yeah, but so yeah, folks, if you're not huge white fans, grab yourself some. Vino Verde. Vino Verde. I remember the first time I discovered Vino Verde, I was working in Portugal and it was like three euro in the little shop under my apartment. And we just bought it by the fistful. And why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? And it was just such a delight. Such a delight. Um, I also had it for the first time in Portugal, but at a, at a restaurant and uh, we were already crying because of the Fado music. But the um, <laughs> so uh, I, I was so excited for it to be green. And mm -hmm. then I was like, oh, they mean like conceptually <laughs> yeah, it's, it's green as in young like i was expecting like the shamrock shake of, of white wine do you know what i'm saying like i wanted green green and it's not no and because that's a color the shamrock shake's a color that occurs in nature so it works out great <laughs> absolutely I, I i no it doesn't jen <laughs> no it doesn't but doesn't anyway mean, yeah that's um yeah uh, th right now uh folks because it is march and it was just saint patrick's day but uh the if you bought yourself some lucky charms uh for saint patrick's day like i did um the 
four leaf clover marshmallows are supposed to turn your milk green Ooh. Uh, in honor of the season and they really they just kind of turn it a very <laughs> off color right that kind of makes you be like did my milk become a zombie while i ate the cereal it's not right it's not right <laughs> it just turns milk off yeah yeah and i yeah. want to have a little chat with that leprechaun because <laughs> you lied well, that little leprechaun skipping around the world and uh, seeing stars and horseshoes. I think yeah. there might be some substances involved There's, in his life. He's riding a unicorn. There's unicorn marshmallows now. There's yeah. like 40 marshmallows. He's chasing a dragon of sorts. <laughs> that's, what the, that's what all the kids are calling it these days. Um, but yeah, so we've got some audio questions and we've got some DM'd questions. Yeah. And so we're going to, we've never tried this. We're pretty stoked um, to try playing an audio and then answering questions absolutely our first uh question comes from my good friend kyle who i haven't seen since the pandemic happened because well we don't get to work together anymore right because so, pandemics because pandemics let me just but pull thanks, up his kyle. question here where did his question go it went away oh no where did kyle's question go i'll just keep making up little theme song little ditties yeah sing jack, along jack and diane while you um get us get us some kyle get us some kyle some sweet sweet kyle action uh no it's not that kind of show uh, yeah no not today anyway all right let's let's listen to what mr kyle has for us today after a couple of glasses of wine my spouse and I recall times that we have opened a bad bottle of wine. We want to know, why do some wines only get better with age and others barely make it a few years? Do all wines age like fine wine? Also, is sediment a sign when a young wine has aged too long? The, the, the series of questions there. I was going to say, that's, uh, that is some loaded information. Yeah. I mean, and, like... Uh... It's wow. like level. That was like the onion of questions. <laughs> it was. He's a parfait of questions. My goodness. I mean, then, but... and they're all really good questions. And because we've all opened that bottle and, you know, we've been saving it for a special occasion, perhaps upright in the sunlight, like we're not supposed to. And then we <laughs> crack it open and it's just not tasty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or maybe we stored it correctly, but it's just not a wine that does well with age. Right. And uh, a lot of that comes down to the chemicals in the wine. So the grapes have, you know, we talked about our acids and our phenolic compounds and the sugars and alcohol and stuff. And for a wine to age, it has to have stuff within it to change. It has to have enough substance that it can change over time. Because if it's just kind of a Beaujolais, bright fruit wine, like, you know, it's lifty and lovely and it's what we had on our yeah. first episode... Or kind of like my Vino Verde. Or your Vino Verde right there. There's, <laughs> like once it starts to age, there's not only one direction it can go and that's down because there's not a lot in it to evolve. Yeah. So if you've got a Cabernet, like a Napa Cab, a uh, lot of tannins, a lot of acid in there. Over time, those things break down, recombine, become other flavors, become other phenolic compounds. And, and that's what allows the wine to age. So a good rule of thumb is if it's expensive... You can age it. <laughs> that's, I mean, it's really kind of simple, but that that's true. Money, money, money makes changes everything. The phenolics go round. Um, yeah, and also, um, you know, as from like a bartender waiter perspective, sometimes an older wine uh, you're expecting, or even just uh, 
you know, from working with rich people. Uh, sometimes they can't, they can't wait to open an older wine, but because of the aging process, the Cabernet has taken on other flavors like mushroom water. No, uh, but like, you know, <laughs> aged flavors. Yeah. And then when they take a sip, suddenly they're like, oh, this bottle is bad, but it's actually what it's, kind it's of, gonna yeah. taste like. It's, and it's maybe, evolving. It, you know, it's it, so now it's not your taste anymore. Which right. Is a, old wine is yeah. not a thing for everybody. Some people really Ooh. like old wine. They like those tertiary flavor profiles, but not everybody likes it. And that's fine. But Jen Waring does not. Jen Waring does not like barn floor <laughs> and musty cellar no. juice. But no. there are wines like, like Nebbiolos or Barolos that you your do bigs, not. Your big Italians. Huge wines and you don't want to drink them young. They need time to calm down in the bottle. And more Italians and more. Italians always need time to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> they usually calm down with the bottle. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it, it doesn't works out work. great. <laughs> <laughs> but you like uh, most stores these days, they're pretty good about not releasing something until it's ready to be consumed. Because like on your general walk home from the, from the you know subway or your car or whatever, you're going to stop in a wine store to pick up wine for tonight, not to pick up wine for 10 years from now. That's a very strange <laughs> errand. I'm just going to put that out there. I just want to say that. Huh, I think I'm going to have steak in 10 years. I should get a cab now. <laughs> uh, could you just even imagine that conversation with the wine store guy? Hey, so planning a meal. Oh, what are you serving? Well, it's going to be 2031. It's gonna, on a Tuesday. Uh, we're going to oh. have steak. Uh, get out of my shop. That's how I feel like <laughs> that conversation would I go. Can't, I can't even imagine that we're all still going to be here in 2031. Nothing's going to be here in 2031. Nothing, but, nothing. but you know what we didn't address? Is sediment going to be here in 2031? Sediment. Oh, that was the other half of Kyle's Yeah, uh, sediment is something that happens as wine ages naturally. Like uh, We talked about it with the wine diamonds way back wine when. Wine diamonds are cool. Wine diamonds are cool, and that happens when wine perhaps gets a little too cold and the tartaric acid fall, literally falls out of the wine and ends up in the bottom of your bottle. And as wine ages... Yeah, the compounds kind of, you know, they die and fall out and you end up with sediment. If it's a super young wine and it's got a lot of sediment in it, it's a bad sign. That means it was probably stored incorrectly. It's not it's not going to taste great unless, and here's the exception, if it is an unfiltered wine, if it was intentionally bottled with sediment, which is something we see in the natural wine movement. And Who's that, that asshole? <laughs> well, there's some winemakers that understand, like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the dead kidding, yeast and I'm stuff. Kidding. You know, You're not it's... an asshole, random winemaker. <laughs> random unnamed winemaker. <laughs> <laughs> that said, if the wine tastes fine, but the bottom just has a little sediment, let me introduce you to my friend, the coffee filter. <laughs> you yep. just pour that last glass through a coffee filter and chuck it back, kids. Absolutely. Don't waste that wine. Drink every last drop. Who among us? Who among has not? Ooh. In fact, I've wasted a little bit of time with this cup, so I'm going to refill it. <laughs> Man. Um, but they, Kyle, that was an excellently layered question. Thank you yeah. so much. Thanks for getting getting that to us. That was fun. What a way yeah. to start off. I Who like do you it. got for us? Well, our next question comes from my good friend Sue, um, and she um, is is a is a lovely listener of the podcast. So she DM'd us um, a question, um, and it, it's it really it's a question that I feel seen with this question. Okay, I'm just gonna put that out there. Okay. Um, I wish I could do an impression of Sue. Sue, I'm not, I know you're going to listen to this. I'm not, I'm not trying. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> when peeling 
I know. <laughs> I didn't know you knew Julia Child. Yes, Sue Funk does not sound anything like that. Uh, when pairing wine, do you drink it and then eat, or eat and then drink, or is it just about the aftertastes mixing well, you know, when they're all wow. in your big fat mouth? That's she a real add- chicken egg question there. Yeah, she didn't say big fat mouth. I added, I ad-libbed. Sorry. Well, I, I could tell you're reading intention into it. It's fine. Because <laughs> um, that's how I do it. Literally, <laughs> listen, eat the cheese, take a swig. Come on. That, I mean, the whole point of pairing is to complement each other. And so it, it really shouldn't matter whether you're eating first or drinking first, because it's all about the complementary uh, interaction between the wine and the food, the fat and the salt and the acid and the tannins and, you know, the sugars and the heats and things. Um Personally, I like to drink the wine first just because I want to taste the wine. And then I enjoy eating and drinking the wine and noticing the difference in the wine. Uh, for like eating a salty steak, you're going to taste less of the tannins in a big heavy cab. And so you're going to get a more rounder experience. So I like to be able to compare those two. But ultimately, it doesn't really matter. I think that's very smart. I do think that there's some foods that even though they do pair well, once you're like got it all in your gob, you know, sometimes if you eat a bite of like I just pickled some cauliflower. If okay. I ate a piece of pickled cauliflower and then took a swig of my vino verde, I'd probably vomit in my kitchen because <laughs> that'd be weird. Like that the cauliflower, a, the pickled yeah. cauliflower would wreck my mouth. And there's a and, lot of acid in that vino verde because it's a young right. wine. It, like they, it wasn't, the grapes weren't allowed to grow to a point where they had a lot of sugar in them. So <laughs> that's. So I, I guess my point is, it's also a good way to decide how, if things don't pair well. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, take a sip of the wine, then eat your food, then take another sip of the wine. If it's now gross, don't ever eat those things together. Don't again. eat them together. And and write a little note. Write a note in your wine notes. Does in everyone your... have a wine notebook? You should. I have um... mine. <laughs> it was from you, Jen. It was. Soon, soon folks will have a Patreon and you too will get crappy dollar store wine themed gifts that I find on my travels. Around Astoria, because where are we all going right now? Nowhere. I'm just picturing you in like a covered wagon with some <laughs> horses, like trekking across America from Dollar General to Dollar General. Yeah, it's like if the Oregon Trail game met <laughs> wine met needs. Up. Yeah, then that would be me. Hopefully, I don't get dysentery, but uh, I can make it to the. Uh, but we did have ninety nine cents Frankie. and up. <laughs> It was a far distance between the Des Moines and the Saskatchewan dollar one. It was a shame I paid with my son and uh, <laughs> left with a bucket of dysentery. Um, a bucket oh. of dysentery? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Naked and Afraid. I really shouldn't get to talk. Um, they they have dysentery sometimes on that show, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Sue, thanks. That was a great question. Um, and I hope we adequately answered it for you. Yeah. And if I not... Think- you know, just tell me. <laughs> I think that I, I think that wanting to taste the wine makes good sense to me. Yeah. Like sometimes I can't wait to eat some of the brie, but you know, taste the wine on its own. You know what brie tastes like. Slow down, and then. <laughs> but what oh. if this brie's different, Jen? What if this is the magical brie I've been waiting for? <laughs> I should have baked it oh, with cranberries. Uh, all right, and so our next mm-hmm. question comes from our friend Michael. And let's go ahead and hit Who has it. a very cute dog. Oh, Sir Puppington, just the cutest. Uh, let's hit play and see what Michael has to say. Hi, this is Michael Lambert. I'm a criminal defense attorney in New York, a dog lover, a wine aficionado, and a huge Star Wars nerd. Uh, not necessarily in that order. 
Uh, anyway, before I head into court here to do some jujitsu, uh, that's when Jews yell at each other on the record in front of a judge, I had a wine question. Now, I had the opportunity to travel extensively in the old world, specifically the wine powerhouses of Italy and France. And I think we all know that if you've got the euros to spend, you can find some of the best wine in the world there. But what about the new world? Where are the real gems that can give Italy and France a run for their money? Ooh. Yes. Well, first, if any of our listeners are single, uh, Michael has <laughs> let you, uh, I, I feel like that's an awesome dating profile we got at the top. I don't know if Michael's single. I don't want to, I don't want to try and pimp him out if uh, that's not a thing. Uh, but, you know, listen, dog lover, Star Wars nerd, that is a magical combination for somebody. If you are into defense attorneys who drive Miatas, let me tell you, Michael's your man. He also loves buffalo wings. Throwing it Who out there. Who doesn't love buffalo yeah. wings? This girl's from Buffalo, so he will he I will get frequently it. text me while he's at a buffalo wing establishment, uh, asking for pairing recommendations. Uh, to which I say Michelob Ultra. Yeah, that's my favorite wine with yeah. buffalo wing. <laughs> really, nothing says Frank's hot sauce like a PBR. That's that's how true. I feel. You know, they 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 go well together. It's a pair made in Buffalo Heaven. Yes, um, which so... is not a not a place. No, <laughs> no. Well. <laughs> No, no, it's not. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, so good question. Old world versus new world. And I think to really answer that, we should talk real quick about the differences, old world, new world, because we've had wines from both. We've done mm -hmm. California. We've done Oregon. We've done, you know, France and Spain. In general, talk big generalities here. Old world wine is more terroir driven. It is more about the land that the wine and the grapes came from. New world wine, which is anything outside of Europe is more about wine making and fruit. So it's bigger, bolder, more modern, uh, and it's not gonna be as terroir driven. That said, Sonoma, Sonoma, California, Pinot Noirs from Sonoma, California, uh, I'm thinking of Albert wine, would be uh, a wine that would give any Pinot Noir, old, old world Pinot Noir, a run for its money. Schramsberg, we talk about Schramsberg all Sean the time. Sean loves a Schramsberg. I love a Schramsberg. The 2001 J. Schramm Library Edition is one of my favorites right now. Uh, I mean, obviously, Napa and the Napa Cabs are just phenomenal wines that even just down to the dollar point can chase any wine in Europe off the table. But if we want to get outside of California, you got Penfold's Grange, famous wine from Australia. It's a Shiraz Cab blend and... Absolutely magical. It's kind of Delicious. on my bucket list. I've had list. that one too. I've, uh, I've had a cheaper one, I think, from Penfold. Oh, they've they've got a hundred different wines. I was like, wait, if you're there. talking bucket list wine, clearly it's not the one I. No, have. <laughs> the range specifically uh, is their top wine, and it's. I've put it out there. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there to our listeners. If anybody wants to buy me for my 40th birthday, which is this August, a bottle of 1981 Penfold's Grange. Uh, I will literally do anything for you. Look forward to our GoFundMe, which I will secretly start <laughs> round about June. Um, but outside, you know, coming back to the States, Walla Walla, Washington, Columbia Valley, amazing, amazing wines coming out of there. Uh, it's a AVA, American Viticultural Area, that has really come out into its own in the last decade and can offer just a fantastic, fantastic drinking experience. Uh, and I think that's a great, great route to go. Those are all, I mean... None of those wines, despite how delicious they might all be, will hold a candle to a snooty Frenchman uh, <laughs> because that guy is never going to give a shit. Never. Uh, about your stupid Walla Walla Washington wine. But 
screw that guy screw that guy i mean it was it was the the judgment of paris in the early 70s that we talked about with bottle shock yeah, and all those we things talked about that, that you know california wine blew french wine out of the water and all of a sudden the wine world is an utter turmoil dogs and cats living together mass hysteria that's the worst <laughs> who are you gonna call uh Wine Busters! Let's just to stay on Ghostbusters for a second. Uh, early, Absolutely. Early, we came outside and I had one crocus in my yard. One <gasps> crocus had just poked its head up and I shouted, this was about 6.30 in the morning, uh, like Annie Potts and Ghostbusters, we got one! <laughs> <laughs> That's scared phenomenal. The, scared the crap out of Ripley and the flock of birds waiting for seeds. It was a mess. It was a mess. <laughs> Uh, yesterday was such a beautiful day. I spent some time sitting in a lawn chair in my 12 by 12 front yard. And I noticed so we big. had some little little sprouts coming up. We got some crocuses, some hyacinths, our, our um, hydrangea bushes starting to bud. And then I went out there today and my landlord had been at it with a weed whacker. Great. Mm -hmm. So now I have a dirt patch. Yeah. You know what? It's always, it's, listen, it's the circle of life, isn't it? Uh, this morning, I also saw an adorable snail trying to climb I saw a leaf. That. So cute. Um, I shared that on my personal Instagram and he, I, it looked like he was trying to go down it on the other side, bless. And then when I came out later, there was just a shell. So he went from trying to scale the leaf to breakfast. Um, the circle of life, but I, I think it's highly unlikely your landlord ate the snail. Um, you never know. No, you never know. Yeah, no, she didn't. No, no. I'm assuming it was, uh, I'm assuming it was bird related. Shh, don't tell Lily. I know. My parakeet's in the room, ladies and gentlemen. You can maybe hear her if you have very good ears. <laughs> Speaking of very good ears, let's listen to our next question from Fan Extraordinaire. The uh, most extraordinaire. But the host of uh, podcast Artistic Finance, which if no one listens to yet, you should. Um, it's a great uh, podcast talking money and arts and, you know, all those crappy questions none of us want to ask, but we all have because stupid money. stupid working in the arts. Uh, so here is Ethan from Artistic Finance asking us about, oh, I'm not sure. Let's find out. My question for you is, you mentioned in an episode that Jen's neighbor was growing grapes and True. those grapes are not made for making wine. So now, is this like if I'm driving through Indiana and there's a field of corn and I get out and I go take an ear of the corn and I eat it and it's disgusting and it doesn't taste like sweet corn because that corn is made to feed cattle, which are then made to make burgers. Is that the idea that wine or grapes that we grow for ourselves to eat are not wine grapes? Can you explain that just a little bit? And I'm going to cut him off before he gets to his second question there. Ethan sent us many questions. We're going to do another episode of questions. I'm excited. You guys can all Absolutely. send us more. And uh, anything that you send us that doesn't make this episode will be on the Patreons or the YouTubes or we'll find a place for it. It's going to be great. We won't, you won't be on the cutting room floor. I promise. We don't even have a cutting room, kids. Oh. Like, let alone a floor to drop stuff on. Just kind of this living room. Yeah, we each just have kind of one room. It's a story. Yeah. Um, Listen, grapes, delicious. Corn, for that matter, also delicious. But Very there's tasty. varietals of both. Yeah, just like uh, you you wouldn't choose just any tomato to make your tomato sauce, right? You want Roma tomatoes, plum tomatoes, heirloom tomatoes. I'm sorry, you're just about to uh, anger the Italian. Who, okay, okay, who I'll needs stop. the bottle to calm down? Because, of course, you <laughs> fucking wouldn't. <laughs> but uh, there's a bunch of kinds of grapes. 
a whole bunch of kinds of grapes. Uh, the so main grapes. Many grapes. Oh, that's a banger. <laughs> Chart the, topper. The majority of wine in the world is made from a species of grape called Vinus vinifera. And that is where Cabernet, Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc, Merlot, Sauvignon Blanc, all those things come from. And it's a grape that it's thought to originate over in kind of Armenia, Turkey, that area, and then migrated its way across to Europe and is what it is today. We like use Jesus. like Jesus. He walked to Rome. That's mm -hmm. how that happened. And he migrated to Europe and became a white guy. So just yeah. the same. Just the same. White guy all around. Um, <laughs> but uh, Venice Vinifera has the chemical structure and makeup that we need to make wine. It has high acids. It has high phenolic compounds. It's got tannins in the skins and seeds and stems. Whereas if you come over here and you grab a Concord grape, say, you know what Welch's makes their jelly out of, sure, you can make wine out of that. It's a fruit. You can ferment that and make wine out of it but it doesn't have the acids and things to make it interesting or even really pleasant tasting <laughs> <laughs> and conversely plucking i mean anybody who's done a vineyard tour uh if you tell me you didn't pluck a grape randomly and eat it while you were walking around i'm gonna call you a big fat liar to your face liar liar um it's on fire. so fiery uh they're you also wouldn't want to put them in your Del Monte fruit salad that you're putting into Jello. That when you serve your yeah. Jello with fruit, it's just not. It's not a complimentary flavor. You don't want that. So Venice Vinifera, those are the wine grapes. There are exceptions here in America. We have Venice Lambrusca, which is not Lambrusco, which is not <laughs> the the sparkling red wine from Italy. Which Lambrusca, is delicious. which it, it is delicious, and I've had many bottles this year. Um, our grapes, our wine grapes, are resistant to a little louse called phylloxera. Fucking louses. Uh, which almost ended wine as we know it. Like, it destroyed 99.9% .9 of the wine crop in Europe. And then some American was like, hey, why don't you take this American rootstock and graft your vines onto it? And then we've got phylloxera, phylloxera resistant Venus vinifera. And so that is the world of wine today in terms Listen. of Listen. Uh, it's called a louse for a reason, first of yeah, all. It's, it's not gonna it's not gonna be a nice it's not gonna be a nice bug. Um there's that. Also the the growing, like uh we talked about in a previous episode, a grapevine that you want to produce good wine grapes, you want that vine to be stressed. You want yeah. different slightly different growing conditions. Whereas, you know, like if you were growing a pot of tomatoes in your yard, um, you might cut down, you know, if it starts to get tall and straggly, you're going to, you know, if you start to stress that tomato vine, you're going to want to cut it back so that the tomato plant itself has more of an opportunity to make tomatoes as opposed right. to just this endless stretchy vine. So it's also slightly, you know, it's also a growing. Exactly. It's, it's it comes which, down which is also the corn thing. Even. Viticulture and yeah. Right. And agriculture in general, you yeah. want you're training the plants to do what you want them to do, and that is to make these delicious little berries, because grapes are, are berries, uh, that you can crush up and then let sit with yeast until you get this magical, magical elixir. And then my glass is empty again. A good magical elixir for the win. Um, yeah, who um, doesn't want to train a grape? Right? Uh, I, I probably could train a grape better than I trained my dog, so there's that uh, as a thing. <laughs> I don't know. You trained Rip real good to jump up on my shoulders and lick my face whenever I'm nearby. Well, that's a thing she loves to do. 
Yeah. I can't, I can't untrain, I can't train that out of her, Sean. That's love. And I would never want you to. You can't train love out of a dog. <laughs> um, I did have big dreams when I first got the dog and maybe, you know, we can learn from Michael in a future episode if Sir Puppington can do this. Um, and Sue has a dog too. Her name is Tina Turner Funk. Um, <laughs> and tiny Tina Turner. Uh, I wanted to train Ripley to, I had seen a video of a dog who could open a fridge you would keep a towel on the fridge door and then the dog could pull the fridge open and get you your can of Michelob that you're gonna have with your wings. Or perhaps Amazing. a bigger dog could bring you an entire bottle of, of wine. Um, it would have to be in a fiasco. It would have to, yes, the fiasco would certainly help the dog certainly. carry it over to you. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I got to like sit and I was like, ugh, I'm done. So that never happened. <laughs> done. Done. Also, I guess I'm gonna have to get up and get my own drinks. This is bullshit. <laughs> it's like uh, the Italians started to train dogs to find truffles because uh, the pigs were on to the game because historically pigs have been used to find the truffles in the forest. But the the pigs They're they uh, they learned and they ate the truffles, and so the farmers trained some beagles, adorable little howling dogs with fluffy ears. Very cute very cute to go find the truffles um but they would mark them <laughs> thus Listen, destroying <laughs> that's what a beagle's gonna do it's gonna um, find it and mark it that's how, yeah that's listen and truffles are expensive so, so expensive you don't want a, a pea-based truffle no and that's tying this good. back to chicken wings buffalo wild wings now has a truffalo sauce go fuck yourself uh, buffalo it, wild wings that's <laughs> disgusting it is not made with truffles everybody don't eat it that's horrifying, and uh, I've never walked into a Buffalo Wild Wings, and it makes me respect my own decision. Good. And self-respect is what we are all about here. <laughs> Which brings Bottle us to Dog. our last question, <laughs> actually, very nicely, I think. Uh, because, God, this has been a trying time. We learn yes. about it in Kohl's commercial. They remind us about these trying times. Kohl's or, or, or perhaps Best Buy lets us know about the trying times. <laughs> Um, we know it's trying. We get it. Thanks, folks. And so the last question comes from Phil, and it's tremendous uh, and maybe not so easy to answer um, as these other easy peasy questions you oh, sent us yeah, were. Just Phil low asks, hanging fruit. <laughs> low, low hanging grape berries. Um, what wine do you pair with tears? Well, then. Everybody hurts sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> this um, is our musical episode, ladies and gentlemen. I, um, you know, so we also cry it. tears of joy. Do we? I mean, yeah, sure. Let's say we do. But um, <laughs> Phil, I personally love this question because <laughs> I can start crying at just about anything these days. Uh, it doesn't take much, uh, you know. I started crying at the naked and afraid because the guy stopped being a chauvinist and let the lady help. It was nice. I cried. What? I was like, "Growth." Look at what the jungles of Ecuador do to a person. Um, but uh, I would say, uh, you know, tears are salty. Yes. Uh, you know, like if you were going to drink a glass of tears. Yes. Like I'm going to take this question fucking literally, Sean. Yeah, yeah. Let's if, do it. If, these if are. If you were going to take drink a glass of salt water, which is kind of what tears are. Um. You know, I would, I mean, something bright and young would be nice to, yeah. to counter that, I think. I think a vino verde would be a perfect choice. Sure. Or you need a big bold to like 
bury that taste. To bury that taste, you just got to be careful that you're not too high on uh, on the tannins. Cause, or life. Or life, because uh, uh, too much salt and too much tannins cannot, they, they don't necessarily play well together. So definitely don't have a... Don't have a Napa cab. Don't have an okay, Opus yeah, one. Good, yeah. uh, don't have a bottle of Prisoner. Uh, although Listen, those people are in California no don't cry. Cabs. They don't. They don't eat enough to. <laughs> their their tear ducts have shriveled up because they because of all the yoga. Right, they've got to get that last ounce off, and it comes yeah. from tear ducts. Oh, That's my BMI I... is too high because of my ah, tear ducts. I can't stand my big fat tear ducts. Oh, they're so <laughs> plump. Uh, but and... I think the if we didn't take it literally, and you're having a bad day, and you know responsibly. We shouldn't recommend that you drink <laughs> in <Yes>. this circumstance, <laughs> but practically we all have. And thus, that is the time that you pull out the wine that you love. Yeah. And you comfort yourself by holding the bottle. <laughs> and By holding and, the bottle as if it were your best friend. And drinking the wine that you yeah. love, because that's good. Go and get... it's comfort wine. That $8 Moscato that you secretly hide away but love. Go oh get God. that $40 Napa Cab that you Finish love. Finish that jam jar Finish that you were going to use jar. to make popsicles. But secretly, you're just going to drink it. I think the wine that pairs best with tears, be they tears of joy, tears of sadness, or tears from allergies, uh, is the wine you share with a friend. That's nice. Uh, just a side note, again, responsibly, do not drink wine with Benadryl. Okay. <laughs> yes. And, and as we stated several episodes, we are not doctors. Or scientists. <laughs> we are a couple of lushes. That's right. Enjoy talking I mean, to notoriously, Zoom. this is not a country that listens to doctors and scientists. Yeah, So quite true. frankly, we're the smartest kids in the room. But... <laughs> yeah. Um, we're, not, we're not even wearing masks, motherfuckers. Oh, uh, I mean, it is a themselves. Zoom call. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so definitely drink wine with a friend. Uh, don't drink wine with Benadryl. Um, yeah. But thank you to all everybody we did get a couple more questions in that and, and we'll, yep. we'll tackle them next time um or just randomly who knows it's our who show knows? it's our show it's just, this is our world we can shape it as we see fit middle of the next episode we might just stop everything mid-sentence and answer a question you never know friends and that's an important important uh thing you just brought up there because that next episode is episode 10 Number 10. ten, number ten, and that was when we said we would launch our Patreon, and we're so, gonna, and we're gonna. So keep your eyes peeled on the Facebooks and Instagram for information mm. about our Patreon, and keep your ear holes open and accepting our words for just making that face. Ear holes. <laughs> I want to be in your ear hole. We'll let you know about that, but also, uh, it's gonna be the first episode that we record together. We're going to try it, friends. We're, we're going to do a little outdoor space. We're going to be six feet apart. We're going to be so safe. Plus, we, we both have excellent diction. So if we feel we need to mask each other up, uh, we can we can speak through I'm that. I'm sure we can, but it's exciting. I'm actually going to be able to drink with you, Jen. In the same room from the same bottle. What? Not That's... at the same time. We're going to... No, no, no. We're not going to yeah. swap the bottle, kids. That's weird. <laughs> gonna tap the bottle this and... isn't blackberry brandy here we're yes. not passing a fifth around 
and it's not fifth grade so come on <laughs> also that <laughs> we, we we've got we can we can share with glasses thanks um yeah so we're gonna we're gonna give that a go it's another adventure this was our first audio question next time it's gonna be our first live question but soon we're gonna have live shows it's live gonna shows be, number 10 is really bringing us into our own i think sean i i think so i think we're growing up we By are 13, we've aged we'll hit, we'll hit puberty we've been in the cellar we're ready By to 15, drink. we'll have sediment in our bottoms. <laughs> I'm excited for next I'm week. sediment in our <laughs> bottoms. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for all your questions. And thank you for joining us on this epic journey. I've had a lot of fun today. How about you, Jen? Me too. And well, if, if the folks that we shared questions from have things that we want to file, uh, you know, we want you to follow or plug, we'll, we'll throw those on our social medias. If you need a lawyer, we got, you know, Michael's around. If you need something lit, you got Kyle. Sue is very excellent at the social medias. So she'll help you with that. Um, Ethan, listen to his podcast. Phil. Art. Some, Phil has some amazing comforting art. gifts. Oh, and sorry. And his gifts. art. <laughs> uh, yeah. If they, if any of y'all want us to plug your stuff, send us social media things and we will put them up. We'll uh, do it. Thanks, everybody. Dollars. Kidding. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to this bonus episode of Bottled Up. Jen and I want to send a huge thank you to everyone who sent in audio or video questions. Y'all are seriously the best. If you enjoyed today's episode, please head over to your favorite podcast listening platform and like, rate, and subscribe. Those likes and subscribes are crucial to moving us up the charts and helping more people to discover Bottled Up. While you're at it, head over to our YouTube channel. Links in the show notes. There you can find audio recordings of current and back episodes and eventually fun videos of Jen and I's shenanigans in wine stores, on the road, and just generally drinking. As always, if you have questions, comments, are interested in sponsoring an episode, or just want to chat, you can find us on social media on Facebook at Bottled Up Podcast, all one word, or on Instagram at Bottled underscore up underscore podcast. We love to hear from you, so don't hesitate to reach out. Until next time, cheers. <laughs>